are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of shows. I'm traveling on the road for work, hence the different background, um, but brought everything because we got a lot to talk about when it comes to free agency for New Orleans, and in particular... Are they done? We've seen some deals become official. Then there's tampering charges in this. What the hell's going on? It's kind of crazy and hectic. Is there a mystery player? Was there not? Let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So over the weekend, you know, the moratorium ended. Players could officially sign their contracts. Trades that involve picks and other things could officially go through. And they did for New Orleans. The big question we had was, will the Memphis trade expand, right? Well, it did expand, but it expanded to include Devontae Graham, not to include a mystery player that we thought would be key to the Pelicans offseason. So with that trade expanding, instead of being able to bring back a guy that makes around 23, 22, 24 million dollars or so, they're just going to end up with a giant trade exception for the contract of Steven Adams. So about 17 million dollars. A player could still fit in there, so it essentially makes it a trade, uh, uh, like you're trading for a player that they were included in this. You just can't go above that $17 million when it comes to that player. This means a couple of things. It either means New Orleans didn't have someone lined up in the first place, and if that's the case, it is a little bit questionable why they went down the road that they did. Did they need to give up a first-round pick for Devontae Graham then? Wouldn't it have been better just to sign him with cap space and maybe give him another million or two to the point where Charlotte wouldn't match? And I don't know if Charlotte would have matched necessarily the contract that they signed him to, though you would assume New Orleans had some sort of discussion with them and they wouldn't have traded a first-round pick away just to trade a first-round pick away unless that team was going to match that contract. But it's still a little bit disappointing. And it seemed like they were primed for a bigger offseason than they were going to have. And look, the Chicago Bulls trade is official too. And that sign-in trade for Lonzo Ball, bringing back Sadoransky, the sign-in trade also with Garrett Temple and a second-round pick, also came uh, became official and the Pelicans sent out a press release with that. So it seems like for the most part... The, the biggest moves of their offseason is done. Their big acquisition was Devontae Graham basically replacing Lonzo Ball and Valanciunas coming in. Look, I, I'm not going to say that this team isn't improved. They're, they're much improved over last year. Not necessarily much. I take that back. They're improved over last year. The question becomes how much. And that's what I'm not sure of. And that's what we're going to have to wait and see. I think Valanciunas is better than Steven Adams. Is it that much of an upgrade? Probably not. He's not going to score at the same degree that he scored with for Memphis or still have the same usage rate. And there's still the issue of the bigger thing with Steven Adams was he clogged the paint for Zion and Brandon Ingram. Valanciunas, while he shoots a nice three-point percentage, takes less than one per game. No one's guarding him out on the perimeter, so you're going to still have a lot of those spacing issues. Is he a better offensive player? Yeah. Is he a better threat? Yeah. Do you need to glue a guy to him? No. So I wonder if you run into some of those similar issues there. I like Devontae Graham. I like paying Devontae Graham half of what you're paying Lonzo Ball. Do I like giving up a first-round pick for that? Not 
particularly, though, I, I hate it less. We did learn that if it doesn't convey to Memphis this year, so if the Pelicans are in, or sorry, convey to Charlotte this year, so if the Pelicans are in the lottery, well, then it becomes two second round picks. But again, this pick, even on the best case scenario for New Orleans, likely is 16, 17, 18, 17 is what they had this past year where they drafted Trey Murphy the third, who we all really excited about to see in summer league later today. That's a valuable pick. It's not a garbage pick. And on using it on a guy like Devontae Graham, I'm not sure. Using a future Lakers first and trading down seven spots in the draft. So two draft picks, three tra- pieces of draft capital. It's not not great, right? Just to improve marginally, to get potentially swept in the first round when this was a team that really needed to make a jump to higher than that. Maybe Devontae Graham kind of unlocks them more. Maybe Valanciunas unlocks them more. And while I think this team has improved, and I'd put them into the playing tournament right now. Look at the Western Conference. Who And we talked about this in, in Friday's show. Who, do, who are they significantly better than? I don't know that they're better than Memphis. You saw John Morant miss about a quarter of the year. Jaron Jackson Jr. missed most of the year for that team. They've definitely gotten better than the San Antonio Spurs. That's about it. It's a bit of a concern using all of that draft capital for it. And then there's what we're going to get into coming up here next in a minute, talking about the whole situation with tampering and all of that and what's going on there and why is the NBA kind of selectively choosing to go about and do this. So we'll get into that coming up here. But first, the, the bull stuff. So that's finalized too. Now we're hearing some rumors of Lowry marketing being of interest for New Orleans, but the, they need to do it as a signing trade, potentially for what he'd command. And now the Bulls want a uh, pick for that. And no, don't, don't like that idea whatsoever. Um, but everything got official. Nothing was added. There was no mystery player. A little bit disappointing. So either it means they didn't have someone lined up or maybe they did and something fell through as well. And I think that's potentially what it could have been. Or teams were just really playing hardball with New Orleans throughout this. But it being for $17 million limits the player that they can get for that trade exception. It's got to be someone at that money or less or multiple guys at that money or less. You can't go above that. So it takes out a guy like Buddy Heald going into the trade exception. It takes out a guy like uh, Bojan Bogdanovic from the Utah Jazz. Ingles would fit in, but Bogdanovic doesn't, so it limits the option. So looking at this, despite the fact that they've improved, I still think it's a bit of a disappointing offseason. But is it done? And that's what we're going to get into in the third part of today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. So before we get into all the tampering stuff, really... Uh, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Stat Hero. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game's rigged against you and you're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts and people with inside information who have more tools and time. You don't really stand a chance in this one. So introducing Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. And here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You see what they have. So you name the stakes, winner takes all, and you have the advantage. They're showing you their lineup ahead of time. No one else does that. Look, you want every edge you can get in some of these things. I don't really play daily fantasy because once you learn how many industry experts are doing it and just cleaning up and just people like you and I aren't, it's not fun. This is one that I can get in on and actually have a chance at winning and use that sports knowledge that I have. So you're in total control and Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports the way it's meant to be one-on-one. So play Stat Hero now and change the odds. So go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a three 
300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, stathero.com slash locked on to find out more about how you can win. All right, talking about the Pelicans offseason, and it's weird, you know, kind of disappointing, not making the moves as much around Zion that we would have liked. And then the NBA comes out with a Woj bomb talking about how they're going to look at a couple of things for tampering. You're seeing the Miami Heat and Kyle Lowry and that sign trade being done, you know, set moments into free agency. That, that definitely seems like tampering. And then the Lonzo Ball situation with the Pelicans potentially being tampering as well. So a couple of things. This is bullshit. It's bullshit. This is stupid. The NBA doesn't need to do this. They, everyone tampers, literally everyone tampers and it's fine. It's, it's, it's not a big deal. Like there, there's nothing to this, nothing to this at all. Nothing we need to worry about. Um, I don't think this is a thing that they really need to get involved in. They are because they need to kind of set an example of it. And we saw it last year, right? The Sacramento Kings were going to trade the other Bogdanovich, even though they're not really related, Bogdan Bogdanovich to the Minnesota, not the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Milwaukee Bucks. And they had kind of agreed to everything. And then it all fell apart and was announced before the you know start of free agency and all of that stuff. And the NBA looked at it and was like, no, you, this isn't right. And they docked the Milwaukee Bucks a second round pick. Also, it didn't go through because Bogdanovich just didn't want to go to that team. Wanted to go to the Atlanta Hawks instead. In a sign-and-trade situation, players got to want to go there. So they're looking at the deal with Lonzo Ball and how all of a sudden, seconds into free agency, there's a sign-and-trade for Lonzo Ball in place that sends him there on that $85 million contract. And then coming back to New Orleans is Thomas Sadoransky, Tomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple in a sign-and-trade and a second-round pick, even though Garrett Temple is kind of a, a different situation, I think. Um, it's part of it, but not part of it. So say Thomas Sadoransky. How can you get that whole deal done within seconds of free agency? The first deal announced was Lonzo Ball going to the Milwaukee, or no, Milwaukee Bucks, the Chicago Bulls. Um, from clutch and getting that out there. They clearly negotiated that ahead of time. And then the Pelicans. So, so you look at this and it's like, why are the Pelicans being punished when it's the bulls that are, that are kind of doing this, right? Lonzo wanted to go to Chicago. They wanted to sign him. They worked out the contract ahead of time. They didn't have the cap space to sign him at the time. They could have cleared it, but they didn't have it. So they did it as a signing trade. Why, why is New Orleans being punished for this sort of thing? And I kind of agree with you to a certain extent, except, you know, it would have been the Pelicans also negotiating what they get in return for Lonzo Ball. Clearly not enough, by the way. Um, so they're going to look at this. The end result is I wouldn't worry too much about this. The Milwaukee Bucks lost the second round pick as the pers- as the team receiving that player, but nothing happened to the Sacramento Kings. I think this is pretty similar. Basically, it's just New Orleans with their hands tied being like, what are we supposed to do? Okay, let's figure this out. Could they have just been like, shut up? No, we're going to wait till the start of free agency to actually negotiate with you. Yeah, sure. So they're an active participant in, in this to some degree, but also no team does that. So I don't see why it would have actually been in the best interest of New Orleans to be like, we're not going to talk to you till we, till the, till the gun goes, right? Till, till the starting line is ready to go. That's stupid. It just means you're not a good partner and no team's going to want to deal with you in the future when it comes to that sort of thing. So I don't think anything's going to happen to New Orleans. I think this is just really, really freaking stupid. Um, but I wouldn't expect the deal to get rescinded. I wouldn't expect there to be more compensation going back to New Orleans or anything like that. Like, I think this is the deal. Um, and it's processed. The league's approved it. 
already. And if they were going to really look at it, they wouldn't have done that. And so I don't think we're going to see much changes to this. So it's going to be Lonzo Ball in Chicago, Sadoransky here, along with Garrett Temple and a second round pick in 2024 in New Orleans. But this is stupid. This doesn't need to happen. But you Pelicans fan, don't worry about kind of any punishment to the league or, or anything like that. Um, and it's not like there's no media bias in, in that sense against New Orleans with stuff. This is just the league looking at something. And it's really, if anything, Clutch's fault for wanting to announce this first and being first on there. And like they clearly set that up that they were going to be first announcing Lonzo Ball's contract. No one else goes first. It's this one. If you don't do that and you wait an hour, it would have been fine. And no one would have looked at this as tampering or anything like that. So that's not going to change. So what's it mean for the rest of the Pelicans offseason? Are they done? Are they not done? We'll take a look at it. Is Larry Marketing potentially coming to New Orleans in some weird, ironic twist of fate? We'll get into all of that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, today's episode episode is brought to you by Built Bar. You know that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. They're basically candy bars that are healthy for you. Protein bars disguised as candy bars. And they have so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. I love the mint brownie. I love the salted caramel, the double chocolate. I've had the cookies and cream. I've really had them all. The raspberry flavor is also great. They're all just, they're, they're not chalky. They're not dry. You don't have trouble eating these things. You don't need to chug down a bottle of water or something like that before or after your workout just to get one of these things down. So if you want to eat a protein bar that's the best tasting one that just doesn't make you miserable and you should be, you've got to give Built Bar a try. The macros on these are great. They're 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories between 130 and 180, only four to five grams sugar, only four to five grams net carbs. Plus they have special limited edition flavors like the grasshopper cookie, basically thin mint flavor. Um, there's the coconut brownie chunk, which is the one to buy if you ever see that up there. So go to built.com, use promo code locked15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. That is promo code locked15 for 15% off over at built.com. Also, today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Betonline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You've got baseball season going on while other sports are kind of taking a break. The Olympics are winding down, so you can get in on the action that way. And if you just need a one-stop shop for all of your sports news needs, you can do it over at betonline.ag. They got everything, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You don't want to sit on the side lines anymore so head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on that is a 50 percent welcome bonus it's free money right there you put in a thousand dollars they're giving you five hundred dollars it's like you've already won a bet except you're not going to get normally that good of a return on it and you can do that by going over to betonline.ag and using promo code locked on all right, continuing to wrap up all things free agency for the pelicans summer league starts we'll get into that in tomorrow's show I, I know people are excited about this. People are hyped. I'm not. It's fun to watch them play. Just enjoy it. Don't read too much into that. But we'll get into Summer League in tomorrow's show as we kind of recap their opening game, which is later today. So is free agency done for New Orleans? Are they finished with making moves? You know, these trades have gone through. There's there's nothing being added to those. They're not being expanded. It's a little bit disappointing. Um, and... Is it going to be kind of a quiet off season? It, it might be. You know, I think the Pelicans are going to really be looking to the trade market to try and improve. But we've heard the name Lowry Markkinen in this. Um, you know, and I said this is a guy that makes a lot of sense for New Orleans to some degree. I don't think he's that amazing of a player. 
But if they're feeling a little bit desperate and they want to do something, I guess you could do worse than him. Sounds like Charlotte's kind of also rumored for him. But I don't know if something's going to get done, especially if the Bulls want a first-round pick and agreeing to sign and trade him to New Orleans. And I think that's too steep of a price to pay for him. It's weird that this couldn't have gotten done in a sign-and-trade deal for Lonzo Ball if New Orleans actually had interest in him, so I don't know if they really do. It seems like that would have made a ton of sense to include Lonzo Ball and Larry Markkinen and just kind of swap swap guys to a certain degree, um, unless you know he was way down on the priority list for New Orleans and they're feeling a little bit desperate when it comes to him. So uh, maybe Larry Markkinen, you know, if you have to give up another draft asset, I'd say absolutely not. If you could fit him into the non-tax mid-level exception, yes, Will he take that? I don't know. But the markets are kind of dwindling for a lot of these guys. I don't think there's much value to be had out there in free agency whatsoever at this point, and none of the names particularly excite me. So that leads us to Josh Hart. Seems like coming back, at least on the qualifying offer, or a one- or a two-year deal, kind of a short-term prove-it deal because his market is really dried up, seems to make a lot of sense. I know we're all big Josh Hart fans. He's got his limitations as a player, too. I think he's kind of maxed out as what you would expect from him and what he is. Uh, you know, but there's no one out there to really pay him. And as a restricted free agent, the Pelicans can match. That's a real big advantage in this. I would expect that he's going to be back next season. And I think for the most part, New Orleans is kind of done. You know, they might add one or two small pieces. Billy Hernan Gomez is back. I like that move as a backup center, even though he doesn't give you much defensively, but he can at least do some stuff offensively. I think that's great. I think you're seeing kind of their offseason more or less start to wind down pieces around the edges. I don't think Josh Hart's the biggest needle mover, but more so than the other guys out there. Um, So, you know, again, it's like I said in the open, it's a little bit disappointing. They're better than they were last year, but are they where they should be? Definitely not. And to me, that's a disappointment, even though it's nice to see that they've improved and at least are going to have a fighter's chance at getting into the playoffs. But they're going to really be banking on a lot of growth from Nikhil Alexander-Walker, from Kyra Lewis Jr., you know, Zion Williamson to a lesser degree, Jackson Hayes, alongside Brandon Ingram, maybe improving on the defensively. And that's what's going to move them more so than anything, more so than Willie Green, more so than a guy like Trey Murphy III, who I think will have a tough time getting minutes, at least early on in the season. It's going to be that internal growth not adding players that really make this team significantly, significantly better. Because look, they're going to be listed as losers in free agency in most columns and anything you read about that. And I can't say they're wrong, given that they cleared cap space to make a run at all of these players and kind of set them up, you know, set themselves up for this disappointment and lack of success. But they're better. Keep that in mind whenever people are negative about the team, or even when I'm negative about the team. They're better than they were last year. That's an improvement. And they still have assets, even if they gave up a couple of draft assets, to try and improve this team further in this year. So there's a long, long way to go before we spell doom and gloom for the Pelicans. So let's end it on that positive note. I like that one today. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Please tell your friends about the show. If you're enjoying listening or watching on YouTube, tell them, get them clued into Locked on Pelicans here five days a week, even when I'm traveling for work in a hotel room. No one else is coming to you guys like that five days a week, giving you all the content you want about the team. Summer League tomorrow. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all then.